Welcome to Uniting the Gap with Brian and Damien, where we attempt to bridge the ever-widening gap between the left and the right. If this is your first time with us, be sure to uh, check out some of our other episodes. And you can follow us on Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pocket Casts, and a couple of other ones I don't remember right now. And we're we're just all over the place. Today, along with my co-host Brian Fonderulia, Brian, what's on your mind tonight, man? Oh man, a million things. My brain is wrecked with all this stupid going on in the world the last couple of days. I'm not even. Oh man, it's a complete jungle. I've been. That's racist, by the way. Um, (laughs) I've been. I've been trying to just shut down off social media the last couple of days, but I. I can't. It's just this bizarre, morbid curiosity. And then this like thing got into my head and I discovered an article uh, on a movie that's coming out next month about how social media is destroying the world based on its algorithm. And that's what's really dividing people. And I just I just shared it just just a little bit ago, which was ironic because the end of the article states you're going to be kind of tossed up whether or not you want to share this because you don't want to be part of the problem. Right. <laughs> but yeah, you should still share it to be part of the problem because apparently one of the uh, one of the co-creators of the like button on Facebook has come out so strongly against social media and its business model recently because of how it divides and separates and really controls your worldview due to yeah. its algorithm. And I, I've been saying that for probably four or five years. Well, yeah, we've talked about that on the show, actually. I know, but it makes me feel so less crazy knowing that there's a movie coming out. <laughs> But then very upset that I don't have the same monetary wealth as those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it turns out I'm a genius and not just some lunatic who uh, <laughs> states the obvious. All geniuses are lunatics, man. <laughs> yeah, I want my I want my lunatic check. Uh, so there was a protest at your gun shop this week. What what well, happened? It wasn't so much a protest at the gun shop. It was a protest that happened to go near the gun shop oh okay it started it's it started out maybe a half a mile away and its planned route was to come up around where we were at circle on the main highway and then wind up at the police station in the town okay i was wondering about that because i thought i mean knowing where your shop is i was wondering why they were having a protest there instead of at the police station or at city hall or something like that if you you have a really strong arm you could probably hit the police station from the back of our building oh really you're that close to it yeah it's well i mean it's you have a really strong arm it's probably two blocks as the crow flies and it's a block and a half from the far side of the parking lot. So, I mean, it's you could see it depending on where you're at in the parking lot. So I didn't get a chance to get out there. I was so excited about it because I, I, I legitimately haven't seen any of this insanity up close for myself yet. And I'm not about to drive into Minneapolis because I've got my girls all day and I'm just not going to expose them to that stupid. Yeah, right. And right. I'm just... I just I, like I want to see it, but then part of me wants to be a responsible adult to go. You have children, don't do that. Yeah. And so uh, so it's it's very conflicting for me. So I was so excited about this, and and you know these protests are gaining hundreds of people, and I thought, well, we're right here, we can have hundreds of people. 
and I was just, I was so busy doing stuff. It was scheduled from five to six thirty, and apparently they were all dispersed by about a quarter to seven. So they followed their permit or whatever they had. But one of the one of the guys is out back taking a video of it, and the video is the video is truly funny. I I I, I got to have him send me what he took because it's it's truly funny because it's maybe fifty people, maybe fifty. 99% of them are white. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All I, marching I down the street where the cops, because they have a permit to assemble, have have blocked off all the access to the streets that they're marching on to keep them safe. They're also closing in behind them to make sure that nobody decides to drive a car fucking through them. So, I mean, they have them blocked off. So these protesters are legitimately safe from anybody that wants to impede their progress or interrupt them. Yeah, okay. And all they're screaming for maybe the minute my buddy took this video as they marked by are, fuck the police and kill the pigs. <laughs> and I'm just, of course. I just thought, you people, are you fucking kidding me right <laughs> now? You First of all, you've applied for a permit to assemble and protest. Secondly, you've requested that the cops be there to make sure that you're safe. You're demanding police presence to make sure that nobody counter-protests you and keep you safe. And while you're marched, you're screaming, fuck the police and kill the pigs. And I just Love thought... It. Love it. Wow. What, what kind of dumb do we live in? And it, like, I really wish that I could have seen that with my own eyes. But when I saw the video and it was... It was good. It was funny. I mean, I was I was expecting some writing. I'm not gonna lie. I was I was half excited about it. So yeah, I, I was gonna I, say well, you're probably hoping. I was. I was like, well, to be excited. I, I've never seen a ride in my life. This could be pretty cool. We've all got a lot of guns. This fucking gun store. We're gonna be okay, you know. But no, no, nothing exciting and nothing cool ever happens when I'm around. I've been told that for years. Nothing cool ever happens when I'm around. And and it's and it's like a, this horrible curse. Years ago. I used to I used to live next door to this guy who was a bouncer at this notoriously violent biker bar, notoriously violent. And I would go in there sometimes and I was feeling salty and looking for a fight. And anytime I was in there, he'd just come down and shoot the shit with me. Yeah. And one time I asked him, I mean, it was like a Saturday night and you know, things get rowdy on Saturday nights. And, and I said, dude, why do you always come over and talk to me? I know this is a violent place. I know it. And he goes, I've noticed when you're here, nothing happens. I go, it sucks. I don't know. It just it sucks. Nothing cool ever happens when I'm around. <laughs> you know, you were talking about having the responsibility not to bring your kids into that stupidness. Yeah. You know, and I saw a video recently from Kenosha um, where these parents were there with their three young kids. Really? In I didn't all see this that. war zone bullshit, you know? What do you think about the whole Kenosha thing? Well... The whole the whole thing is strange to me because I, I, I saw that video like maybe 20 minutes after it happened, after it started circulating on Twitter. One group that I'm part of on, on, a, on a different media program had put it up immediately. And so I saw the original one, which is, you know, less than 30 seconds long. I, I, I don't know if you watched. I don't know if you watch it. Did you watch it? Uh, yeah, I saw part of it. I didn't. Watch OK, it, you know. so. In the 30 seconds, we can see, you know, we the video is taken from the driver's side of the car from across the street. So it's it's kind of grainy because the guy zoomed in all the way. So we clearly see the guy get up off the ground where he has been scuffling with police. We, you can clearly see that because, you know, it's, you know, whatever the elevation you get, he, he stands up from behind the car. So he was on the ground. And so he is walking away from the police, just, just sauntering away from the police, walking slow. And you can hear the cops screaming, get on the ground. And I thought they were saying, drop the gun. But I could hear, I could clearly hear them saying, drop something. Uh-huh. So there are three police behind them maintaining proper social distance, about six feet. And they're, they're screaming at him to get down and drop whatever he had in his hand. You can't really see anything in his hand. Again, it's kind of grazy, grainy because it's a, you know, it's a cell video from across the street. So he comes to the car. One cop grabs him, he opens the door, and he doesn't get in like he's going to, you know, drive away. He's, you know, he's, 
Now, if this guy had put his leg in or something like that, then I'm 100 percent on the side of, of rioters here. But he bends in and he reaches in for something. Mm. And that's when the shots are fired. Yeah. Now, this is what we know immediately. OK, so even judging this. First of all, I can I can I can tell you that these cops are maintaining distance control. So there is some kind of weapon involved that they're nervous about. Now, it has been released today that he did have a knife on his person and that they tased him to try to subdue him and it did not work. Mm -hmm. The initial report is that he showed up because he was kindly there to break up a fight between a couple of women. Well, that's not what happened. One of the women that were there called the cops on him because he was not supposed to be there. Apparently, she has some kind of restraining order against him. Uh So he showed up there stole her keys and wouldn't let them go. That's when she called the cops. So the cops showed up. I'm going to assume at this point, I don't know, but then they were also from, because I was reading like the radio transcript. Apparently they were told that one person on the scene has outstanding warrants. So I'm going to guess they get there. They run his ID and find out that he has a felony arrest warrant from July. Yeah. That he is out for, what is it? I, I don't have my, my phone near me, but it was like third degree sexual assault mm-hmm. with uh, with some domestic contingent. And he is also a formerly convicted sexual assault person from earlier this year, apparently. So this is not like a good person. Right, right. So, right. so now you have a guy who's a piece of shit who was apparently, from everything I can read, uh, had previously raped some teenage girl. Who is now openly resisting arrest. I saw a video today taken from the other side of the car, again, taken from further away. But you can clearly see them struggling with him on the ground where they trying to tase him and put him in cuffs. He then gets up and we know the rest. Well, and he was shot like seven times, was he? Seven times in in the back. Seven times in the back. And you know, a follow up to it to this, I heard, you know, because a guy, I guess, survived and they took him to the hospital. They they handcuffed him to the bed. What, yeah. what, what's he going to do? He's been shot seven times in the back. I, He's barely alive. I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't know. You get I understand it, why they would do that. So now, so now you have rioting because it, and, and here we go. Our, our own governor in the lovely state of Minnesota immediately twittered out that again, the police have shot an innocent unarmed man. That's what innocent fucking, is. That's not... fucking what he wrote. Oh my God! You know, you know how I I hear this a lot about things like this, where they said, "Well, if you would have just complied to begin with, you know, you wouldn't be dead today." But this is a case where the guy, he was obviously, he, if I were one of the cops, I would assume he was reaching for a gun or something in his car. But he you had know, a knife I mean, on his person as well. And I'm going to tell right, you this right now: right. people there, people are afraid of guns. If you put a gun in my body. I have no fear of that gun. I can disarm you. If you stick a knife on me, <laughs> fucking, you can do whatever you want. Mm. I've been cut. It's unpleasant. You have a far more chance of dying from a knife wound than you do from a gunshot wound. That is statistics, and that is proof. All right, it's it's it, a lot of people don't think about that, but it's it's true. It takes like something uh, like an like it's like less than an inch of under the skin is can kill you. That's yeah, it. Right, right. And right. and knives are deadlier weapons than guns. But people have, you know, have you have this you have these illusion of guns. Mm-hmm. But so if this guy's armed with a knife, that's what that's what immediately what I thought when I watched the video is like he's gotta have a nicer knife or something. That's where they're maintaining distance. So so they maintain distance, they do this. Now, should he even be shot in the back? I don't know. I have no idea what he's reaching for. But I know according to them, he's got a knife on his body from them screaming at him around the car. And that should probably be enough. You know? That's it. And I don't know the rest. I can't hear the rest. But so now we have another city being burned. And the Democrat governor of Wisconsin, again, also saying another black man, this tragedy. Minnesota, an innocent, unarmed black man. And and then last night here in Minnesota, and again, nothing cool happens when I'm around. I was a half hour away from this at one point. And we were, me and my son were wondering why all the cops were screaming in there. I was at the, I was at the gun range last night shooting. And uh, apparently a murder suspect, I don't know if this was a like murder earlier in the day. I have no idea. So a murder suspect walks onto Nicollet Mall being pursued by the police who have their guns drawn. 
he takes out his gun, puts it in his mouth, and kills himself. Oh, wow, really? And then the people standing by, when you watch the video, the video is insane. So the people standing by there flee, and then however it gets out in the universe, it is again tweeted out that the cops shoot another innocent unarmed black man on Nicollet Mall. So they start looting and rioting in Target or down in Nicollet Mall. Oh, God. So at this point, the mayor of Minneapolis, who I think is starting to pull his head out of his ass, immediately releases the surveillance camera where you can clearly see this man walk up, pulls out his gun, shoots himself in the head and falls flat. The cops try to render aid on the scene. But tonight, they're still rioting in Minneapolis with an 8 p.m. curfew because of all of this shit. Nobody gives a good goddamn about the potential victim. You know who I care about with Jacob Blake case? I care about the people that he raped. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, he made unwanted sexual contact with one of the women that were on the scene that were screaming. That was the reason for the fucking call. Yeah. I apologize for my horrible vulgarity tonight, but I'm so upset (laughs) about this. It, It pisses me off. And so immediately, these people that are taking to the streets are screaming about this person and we actually don't give a damn about the victims. That guy's not a victim. That guy made choices that put him in that spot. And it's not about if you would only comply to the cops. I'm going to tell you right now, if I'd been to prison and I had warrants out like that, I probably wouldn't fucking comply either. Because why would you? You're going to go to prison for a good, you're going to go to prison for a good hot minute. And why would you resist? Or why wouldn't you? So I get it. But you know what? When you do that, that's what's going to happen to you. Yeah, you're just going to escalate the situation. You know, you know when, when, when is it when is it okay for a cop to use his gun? You know, they carry guns for a reason. And it's not because they want to be assholes, but it's basically for self-protection. See, I'll you give know? you that. I think some cops do. I've known in my life badge bullies. Horrible badge bullies. I've known mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And they're pieces of shit. And I've also known some pretty decent cops. But uh, your average cop has no desire to kill a person. Right. Your average human has no desire to kill a person. But if you're a cop, you're simply put in a circumstance where you're going to have a greater opportunity to do so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the biggest problem, especially with city cops, city cops see just awful things all the time. Right. If you're If you're a rural cop, you don't see a lot of horrible shit. In the city, you you know, you see the horrible things that people talk about and you go in like if you go in, you know, with with visions of changing things, you will come out of an urban police department. a racist. It's going to happen. Yeah. The most, I mean, yeah. I've said this before. The most racist human being I've ever known was a, was a Minneapolis cop who had retired after 30 years and he was black. But the things that he said, I was like, oh, my God, I don't you have a, you have like a wire on or something. Am I being punked right now? Because it was it was so insane to hear the things that he was saying out of his mouth, because it's just not what you would expect to hear. And and you're only seeing that that's all that you're exposed to. And, you know, I've been ripped on social media for the last, you know, whatever, because I'm not listening enough to black voices. Well, you know what? I listen to black voices at work all the time. And a whole ton of those, the vast majority of those are a pro Trump and b pro cop. And it's comical yeah yeah you know because because you know if you if you're watching this if you're watching anything out there the only immediate belief that you have is that all black people hate donald trump and all black people hate cops and that's not yeah that's just not the case it's not it really isn't it's not and it's and it's a tragic situation that we live in because we simply don't even question our own but we don't question not only our own beliefs we don't question other people's belief we're so entrenched in the shit that we believe that that's its inevitable end is is just utter stupidity. Did you hear about that uh, <clears throat> situation? I, you know, honestly, I can't remember where it happened. It was somewhere in the south. I want to say Louisiana, maybe. Um, <clears throat> and there was a guy, and the cops were following him, and he's the guy was walking obviously with a big knife, mm-hmm. and they're telling him. Get on the ground. Get on the ground. They tased him. Again, it didn't phase him at all with it with the with tasing mm-hmm. him. They ended up shooting him like eleven times. 
They shot and, him in the back too. I read yeah, that. And yeah, he, what he was doing, he was going into a, a, a convenience store. And so again, you're a cop, you see this happening. You know, I mean, maybe it wasn't right for them to shoot him, but he was about to enter that situation in that in that uh, convenience store. And I mean, I don't know, man, if I were a cop, I'd do the same thing. It's not because he's black. It's because he's brandishing a knife and he's obviously high on something if the tasers aren't working. So you got to take him down somehow. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, maybe maybe shoot him in the leg, though. I don't know well, about shooting shoot him in the leg. Then that's malicious force. wounding. Malicious wounding is more money in a lawsuit than a death. It's kind of weird. Is it but really? It is. It's true story. Wow. And uh, yeah, if you if somebody breaks into your home to do you harm and you intentionally wound them, it's malicious wounding. And when yeah, they but sue I'm, I'm you, I'm talking about for a cop. Uh, same thing. It's the same thing. Is it? They're gonna get uh-huh. they're gonna get a lawsuit from the victim or the victim's family or whatever, and it's cheaper. So it's just better to kill him. Yeah, and Jesus. you don't you don't know if he's gonna keep going. You know, yeah. you you don't we we believe because of movies and TV and video games and, and whatever that when someone gets shot they they hit the ground. That's not the case. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's it's really not. You know, I, I mean, if you if you hit him in the bone and it breaks, then yeah, he's gonna limp up. But apparently, the reason those cops were there is that they were called by the store owner because of the because of this guy. They just didn't they he just what didn't happen to, the cops just didn't happen to be there. And this guy just didn't happen to be walking around with a knife going, hey, guys, what's going on? Apparently, right. this guy was causing trouble in the store. He had been thrown out of the store. And he had said that he was going to go get a knife and come back and kill some people. And they called the cops. And so uh-huh. they were you know, preventing him from going back in the store. And, and again, a knife, especially in a close quarter situation, is far more deadly than a gun any day of the week. Hands down, any day of the week. Is You know, when you're, you're, when you're within – there's okay – I apologize for stuttering there. There's a thing called a Tuller drill, okay? And a Tuller drill is a training exercise that proves that within within 21 feet, within seven yards, a person with a knife can close distance and do more damage than a person who does not have a gun drawn and at the ready. Mm-hmm. It's proven. My brother-in-law of the Special Forces said, this is bullshit. So what we tried to do is we tried to prove it wrong. So we all got up in our gear. Gave that guy a dummy knife. We had our dummy guns, and we were doing this drill. And 100% of the time, every one of us in the gun situation lost. Really? Really? 100% of the time. Because you can close so immediately from that distance with a knife and do the damage before the gun even – before the gun clears its holster. Proven fact, anybody can argue with me, and I'll gladly prove you wrong. Even quicker so, if you're brandishing a sword. 100 percent yeah <laughs> even if you're in a sword it's probably more like 35 feet i would imagine right right but but it also the vests that cops wear are generally kevlar they're not they're not plates so they're not ceramic plates uh-huh. they're not uh-huh. knife proof <laughs> oddly enough they'll stop a pistol shot but you can poke right through it right through it right right and so it's it's so dangerous to engage a suspect with a blade and people don't they, you can't get your head around that and, and and it really truly bothers me. But we're at a point we're at a point in our society where we just we, we want to hate cops and hate cops and hate cops. And yeah, they're shitty cops. But for the most part, they're just they're not. And and we, we really have to get over that. And we have to look we have to take a step back and and look at the situation as a whole and go, well, what led up to this situation? How did that happen? You know, because there, you know, there, there was a video a few years ago in South Carolina. I want to say 2015. I'm within two or three years there. Is a dash video in South Carolina of a white cop who, very clearly, this guy is outside of his vehicle. He's standing there. He's got his hands in the air. He's not. He's not doing anything at all. And so, what? What the cop does is he tells him, you know, get down or whatever it is. And while he's got his hands in the air, the cop says, give me your ID. And the guy tells him my identification. He's got his hands in the air. I watched this video. It blew my mind. He said, my identification is on the front seat of my truck. And a cop says, okay, go get it. So this guy backs toward his truck where the door is open. You can see the wallet on the front seat through the dash cam. He backs up with his hands in the air, 
turns with one hand to grab his wallet and the cop shoots him. And like he shoots him and he, like the guy lives, but he's on the ground. And he goes, why did you shoot me? You told me to get my idea. I was getting ready. And, and then the cop, he says something. He kills the dash video that they arrested that cop. That cop's in prison right now. Yeah. As well. He should be as well. Yeah. He should be, you know, and but we don't we don't question. So, I mean, that video evidence is good and bad. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, it also it caught another cop who shot a fleeing black man who, you know, threw a gun or threw whatever it was that he was. I wish I could remember his name. I wish it was James Marbury or something. I wish I could remember his name. I apologize. But then the cop planted a gun on him and cell phone video proved that it took like a year or two. But that guy also went to jail for murder. Yeah. Yeah. And and so your video is is this double edged sword of where we see everything. And so, but we already believe our bias one way or another. Yeah. So we don't, we just don't question it and we have to stop for a second and question it. You but, know, like, you know, like you said, there, there are bad cops out there. Definitely like that. But, and you know me, I'm not a big fan of a cop of cops. I'm really not, but I, I'm not one who believes that they're all bad. I think, I think, but even the ones who aren't bad, <clears throat> That that job has to be one of the most stressful jobs. Oh my on God! Earth. Imagine, you know, especially if you're in the city, if, yeah. if you're in an urban environment. I you know, I job. mean, and so, you know, I I I I can understand why they are um, paranoid. Oh, you know? absolutely. Because they see they see see the shit go down every single day, and yeah. you know, if it's you're be you're the one being confronted with it, what are you gonna do? You know? I don't, I, I don't know. I wouldn't want that job. You know, I, I, I haven't been pulled over in years and I got pulled over last week. I was on my way home from work and you know, I carry a gun with me at work. I work in a gun shop. I have a gun on my hip all the time and it's, and my gun's uncomfortable in my holster when I sit down because I like brownies too much. And, uh, so when I drive, when I drive home, I take my pistol out of this holster and I put it on the seat next to me, which is where I put it, which is completely legal. I have a, I have a permit to carry a pistol. It's completely legal for me to do whatever I want with my pistol in my car. So I put it on the front seat next to me and I drive it. And I know I'm not speeding in any way, shape or form. And, and, and I got lit up and it scared the shit out of me, first of all, because I, I haven't been pulled over in so long. And I pulled over and I thought, oh, my God, my gun's on my seat. Now, I also know that in Minnesota, if you have a carry permit, when they run your ID, the cops know immediately that you have a carry permit. Mm -hmm. They know it. So it's right there. So I I get pulled over and I just thought, like, I went into half panic mode because I didn't, I honestly didn't know what to do. I've like, I've thought about this situation before, but I, I had no idea what to do. So I left my gun where it was. I turned on my interior lights because, you know, it was 930, 10 o'clock, whatever it was. I put my hands out. I put my hands out of my window so you could see that I was not armed remotely. I put, and he's, he's walking like clear of me. So he goes, and he, and he goes, Hey, how you doing? And I, and I stopped him. I said, hold on right there. I have to let you know. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got your carry on you? I said, yes, I do. It's on my it's on my driver. It's on my passenger side seat. And he goes, okay, cool. And, uh, and he goes, you know why I pulled you over? I said, I have no idea why you pulled me over. He goes, well, your brake light on this side is out and, you know, whatever. I said, oh, really? That's good to know, you know. And I it, and now I used to get accused of this by cops that were doing drunk stops years ago. And so, you know, I was, so I said, hey, do you mind if I get out? I'd, I'd like to see, you know, whatever. And he goes, yeah, absolutely. So, so I got out, I go behind the thing, he touches my brake and, you know, sure as shit, I had, you know, I had one brake light and I said, oh man, I apologize. I'll get that fixed tomorrow. And so while he's there, you know, he puts his light on my pistol and we talked about gun for 10 minutes and he goes, I really like your grips on your 1911. Those are pretty sweet. And I said, thanks. And I like them too. <laughs> and so, you know, but it's all, it's all different. I would imagine if you're in a rural area and you pull over a guy that has a carry permit, you know, that you're like in safe company basically uh-huh yeah well that and the fact that you're not black well probably I mean, i'm sure that i'm sure that helped i mean <laughs> otherwise i just got shot in the head immediately and called it a day <laughs> yeah that's right i said that i'm a horrible person so <clears throat> the other day i saw that camilla i can't i can't say camilla that because that's a republican thing to do i'm sorry listeners I don't, kamala I don't. harris has said that Biden, the, the, the Biden administration, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I got a frog in my throat today, has said that the Biden administration will be pushing for marijuana decriminalization. And the thing I thought was interesting about this is that she said this 
when Biden is still kind of on the fence about it. Um, and he thinks that it, it should be first descheduled, de- uh, de- de- which I, I'm totally in favor of that, you know, because there's no way on earth that the fact that marijuana is a schedule one substance and ranking up there with like heroin. I mean, that's just ridiculous, you know, and it's obviously a political move that that was that ever took place in the first place. Yeah. Well, I I tend to agree with declassification. I do. I I tend to, I'm not a drug fan like at all. I I can't stand it. Okay. Wait, 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 let me, let me, let me stop you right here. Marijuana isn't a drug. It's a plant. It is not a drug. A drug is a substance that is created uh, like in a lab. For instance, heroin or LSD or something like that. Those are drugs. This thing is an, it's an herb. It is not a drug any more than like a cigarette is a drug. Yeah, you know, and this, cigarettes this, are grown the, the, and the, cultivated for stronger nicotine. And I know that they grow and they cultivate marijuana for stronger concentrations of THC. The THC is the drug. Yeah, well. I mean that's 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 an inarguable fact. You know, the marijuana the marijuana of the seventies is not the marijuana of today. Oh hell no. Oh my god. You no. know, and that's just that's that's as simple as it is. If you wanted to decriminalize weed in the seventies, which probably should have been done, they're smoking dope anyway. But now, you know, it's so much more powerful, it's so much more potent. And it's good. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> See, I've never smoked it. I, I've Haven't never, you really? I've never. I have never. I have never in my life smoked or consumed an illegal drug ever. I've, I've never done it. I'm not saying that because I'm currently running for office. I'm saying that because it's the truth. I do. I never have. I have. I, I come from a family with very, very strong addictions, hmm. and I, I've seen drugs ruin my brother's life, and I've seen how it's affect my family. Has I, I hate drugs. And I know it, and I know it's a thing, and I know people don't agree, but I think marijuana is a gateway drug because it does lead to other things, especially the stronger stuff. I've seen it, man. It, does, it doesn't happen with everybody. I agree, it doesn't happen with everybody, but I've well, also okay. Seen- Since it doesn't happen with everybody, you can't really call it a gateway drug. It is for some people. I understand yeah. that, but for the most part, people who smoke weed, they don't have problems in their lives for the most part. You know, they really don't. Now, again, there are some people that have some really huge issues. I mean, it tears up their life and their family and all that stuff. But for the most part, and I think that this is one of the reasons that it's being uh, uh, legalized all over the United States is because of the fact that most people don't have issues with this. You know, I mean, you don't wake up in the morning with a hangover. You don't want to start fights. You don't want to. Uh, uh, get into uh, 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 a domestic situation. What you want to do is grab a pack of potato chips and sit around and watch TV. Well, that's that's different you stuff. Know? I was actually having this discussion, sort of this discussion with a with a cop who's an instructor, uh, recently, and and again, it's how it's it's how it's baked and how it's created and how that, T- that THC is so concentrated that it does create a lot of violent reactions in people. You know, he uh, he was telling me one of the most violent people he ever dealt with was on some combination of marijuana and something else. But the THC concentration and some of this shit is so heavy, it triggers psychotic episodes in some people. It's well, not, again, okay, it's not but, the weed of the 70s. Yeah, it's no, it's not. It's better, but it's 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 and it's stronger. But like you said, this guy was violent and he was he had been smoking weed and it was in combination with something else he had been taking, too. And I think that that is what triggered him to be violent about this well I, um, I agree but i think that decriminalization comes comes kind of it comes kind of short-sighted and I, here's here's where i believe it becomes short-sighted we all like to believe that everybody's like us and i know that sounds dumb but i, I believe that i think that most people believe that people are, are like themselves so you know like me i have guns i believe that other gun owners are normal decent people i know that's not the case like you if you smoke pot or whatever you do, you like to believe that other pot smokers are like you. That's that's not the case. So when you drop it as a broad thing, it it, it can lead to you know more stuff. It like what do you decriminalize next? And the more you and I both know that if you make weed legal, it no longer becomes fun for some people. People smoke it because it's a dangerous thing that's illegal. Oh no, what not else? here, not here in Nevada. Not it's there. completely legal and. Believe me, people are smoking it like pe- some people smoke cigarettes, you know? That means that and, I can't ever go to Nevada again. 
Like I can never <laughs> go to Colorado because I feel like as soon as I come back, it'll be like, so you got so high, right? Like, no, I didn't. I went there because I think mountains are pretty. It's like I can never go to Amsterdam ever in my life. <clears throat> Just because I know that people are like, so hookers and blow. I'm like, no, I went there because I like history. But, it's but just, mountain mountains and history are so much better when you're stoned. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's it's not for me. But I also believe that everybody has a right to make a decision. I, I remember way way back in the day, I was like 19 years old. Uh, Grand Casino Malax, uh, about 95 percent of the dealers were all full time, and they got tired of paying all those insurance benefits. So they did a random drug screening and let everybody know. And like 40% of people got fired, but they hired them all back as part-time. So they have to pay benefits. Yeah. <laughs> and, but the people they got rid of, they're all good people, man. All they yeah. were were potheads. Yeah. I, and they, they all showed up to work. They did their job just fine. Well, see, and that's, and that's so, just it. That's, that's why I say that it should not be on a schedule one substance, because you know what? I've worked with potheads. I've also worked with people that are addicted to heroin. And I mean, I've had people show up in the morning after smoking weed all night long and they're perfectly fine. But then I've also had employees show up and they're just wasted on heroin. I mean, to the point where they can barely move. And I, I was honestly surprised that they even made it into work. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, oh, and dedication. So, good for them. Yeah. You know, but I mean, yeah, I, I, I just don't think that there's any, uh, uh, similarity between the two, but, um, but you know, I, 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 if, if we're going to allow stuff like tequila to be sold on the market, which I mean, You've heard the, I'm an old bartender, man. I know what tequila does to people. First of all, tequila should be outlawed. It should, it should, (laughs) you know, because I mean, my God, it's, it's, it's probably one of the worst liquors out there, you know? I mean, and I've seen what people do when they drink tequila, you know? Um, And I'd much rather have a stoner in my presence than somebody who's sucking back shots of tequila. The worst hangover I've ever had in my life tequila i remember every second of the day it was the worst oh my god it was the worst the worst drunk i've ever had in my existence but that was i mean it's still a funny story when it's all said and done but i mean i i I really i don't mind potheads i have no problem with decriminalization i have no problem with declassification but my problem comes in i don't want it legalized and sold everywhere well and see and that's by first of all it stinks it stinks yeah I hate how it smells. It legitimately, if I smell it, it gives me an instant headache and I'm nauseous Does immediately. It? It's a horrible smell. It, it's like, but it's funny when I'm in when I'm in the city, I'd be like, oh, it's weed. But oh, then yeah. when I'm driving outside of the city, I'm like, might be a skunk. Could still be weed. <laughs> Could still be weed. I'm not 100. percent And then the more rural I get, I'm like, oh yeah, that's just a skunk. But it's, but it just, it stinks. It makes me nauseous. I never want to get used to that smell. And I don't, I don't want some kind of dispensary on my corner. I just, I don't want it. It, it means that that's for me. But again, I also don't want to live next to a bar where people are going to be stumbling out drunk. I just don't, I just don't, I don't want to be around that. I've reached that stage yeah. in my life. It's that whole get off my lawn kind of a theory. Or, <laughs> yeah, right. But you know, that's uh, Biden's contention about this is that the feds shouldn't have a say so in this. They should just leave it up to the states. And if the state wants, you know, over, overwhelm with an overwhelming vote, if if the state wants it legalized, then sure, let them legalize it. But if they don't, you know, and like for instance, in in Minnesota, it's 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 legal for medical use only, right? Yes, which I also recently learned from that same cop that all medical marijuana has zero THC. I didn't know that before. I, I thought that there was some THC in it. Zero THC. How's that? I it's, have it's, no it's, idea. It's stronger than the stuff that's uh, uh, the other stuff. No idea. That's what the guy told me. He said the stuff that wow. is here is zero THC. It's medical grade stuff. It's just it's cannabis. I mean, I have to believe the guy because apparently he's part of some task force that 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 deals with that. So I got to believe the guy. I have no huh. reason not to. Yeah, I've, I've never heard that before. And I've I've smoked medical grade mar- marijuana, and it's a hell of a lot better than the other shit. You know. Uh, <clears throat> You know, it's, yeah. but it's, it's still, end of the day, it's still kind of a cutthroat industry. You know, years ago, 
oh, when sure. Colorado was first making it legal. Uh, there was a guy, I think you, you might know what he was, he's a dealer at Canterbury. He was, you know, he went out there and, he, and he's a peace and love stoner, man. I got nothing but respect for that guy. And so he went out there because he was going to grow and he was going to have, you know, this, this shop and it was going to be this beautiful kumbaya, kumbaya shit. They're going to sing around with a hippie loving or something. I don't know what the fuck those people do. But he came back maybe a year later. And I was like, dude, why are you back? I thought that that would be a thing. And he's like, dude, man, like capitalism, man, like still cutthroat in that business out there. It was not it was not like people that just wanted to make sure people were just mellow, man. It was. It was brutal. And it made me laugh, you know, because, again, it's that intention you have. You know, stoners are like, yeah, man, I'm just going to hold hands and be beautiful. And that's just not yeah. how it is. When you introduce <laughs> money, it's, it's, that's it. You yeah. introduce money yeah. and that's that's what the pursuit is. And it's becoming a huge industry, you know. Yeah. And I think, I think that's what the alcohol uh, uh, industry was so afraid of. Is that it would it almost overtake the alcohol thing, and certainly, and certainly with uh, the pharmaceutical companies, you know, well, because it's been proven to help. I mean, I'll Absolutely. be honest, I do have some stocks and some weed stocks, just because mm-hmm. I might hit one of those that blasts like you know three million percent or whatever the hell it does, but I still don't want it in my neighborhood. But but again, if my neighbor's a stoner, <clears throat> live your life, man. I don't care. I, I truly don't. But I also don't want, you know, I don't want the ATF breaking down my the house next door because they're smoking dope. Yeah, right. But, right, you know, right. also they don't, I guess Minnesota several years ago also stopped enforcing just minor possession. Just, uh-huh. you know, because the jails are so damn crowded. Yeah, right, right, But, you right. know, when you got a guy like Biden, who was part of that crime bill in 94, weed is part of the reason those people are doing life. Yep. Yep. That's it. You know, they had they had little weed offenses, and that was a thing that Joe patted himself on the back for. But you well, know, same thing with Kamala Harris. She, absolutely, she, I, mean, I saw she, that. She was you know? she was one of the biggest prosecutors for fifteen hundred uh, people dealers. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. But, you know, and so I, I don't know. Again, it, that that was a really it's a tough subject for me because like yeah, it might do some good, but also like in the city of Chicago in Illinois where they legalize weed, if you have a drug conviction. You can't get a license to sell it, which I thought was really funny because part of the part of their justification for creating the legalization was that it would help in these areas where they were slinging weed. Okay. And it turns out that these guys that have been really good at slinging weed their whole life now can't legally swing weed because of their weed convictions. And the, the irony of that is just – it's delicious. It's just – it's like a bowl of honey. It's just – <laughs> it, it's it's so sweet it, it's it's painful and i think you know stuff like that should definitely be changed so i would like to see you know if they decriminalize it then wipe off those convictions but also to turn it back into a gun thing for a half a second if you smoke legal weed marijuana is still a federal class one substance so therefore if you have a weed card or whatever it may be you cannot own a firearm yep because yep. it pings that you are a consumer of an addictive substance. Yep. Yep. Which, in my <laughs> opinion, is just absolute nonsense. Oh, it is. <clears throat> nonsense. But, so, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. It's, I, I can support that, but there's still, you'd have to remove really important parts of my body before I'd ever vote for those two fucking people. But there's, well, let's, let's, let's get back to that. Let's get back to the to, to the idea that you know if if you have a medical marijuana card, you can't buy a gun. But you know if you've been arrested for being drunk and disorderly, that's not a problem. Yes, it is. That's still uh, that's still you, a misdemeanor. That's a jailable offense. That still I, yeah, it is. But you can here, still buy a gun. It's true. You will either get a delay or a deny from Nix. That is clearly a question on the forum to purchase a gun. If you have, you know, domestics, assaults, anything like that, you can't buy a gun. That's just how it works. It might slip through the track, the cracks sometimes, but you legally cannot possess a firearm. It's very simple. It's on the forum. Go, go, go to any gun shop. I promise you. Go to any gun shop in your time. I know. I know they have them, and just. Ask for a four four seven three form and read and read what the what this qualifiers. It's real simple. Mm-hmm. It's it's right there, you know. And when I call the FBI, they'll tell me. 
and it's that it's pretty it's pretty cut and dry. But does does that even go for if you had uh, uh, an offense where you were drunk and disorderly? So in other words, you you were just out in the street drunk, and they arrested you for being drunk in public. No, you know, probably, I mean, can, no, probably not. You have to you have to have done time for it. There has to be, you know, different modifiers for it. You know, were you convicted of assault, or were you just being some drunk guy that was singing too loud in the middle of the night? Yeah, okay. You know, I mean, there's there's a big difference. Yeah. But you know, I mean, even driving stoned, that's an offense. You know, oh if you yeah. Have, if, you oh, have, yeah. if you have too many, if you have too many DWIs, can't own a gun. Pretty yeah. simple. Yeah. You know, I remember when they first legalized it here. <laughs> there were a lot of special announcements that came out and said, even though it's legal, doesn't mean you can drive while you're stoned. Yeah. I mean, I, and you'd think that would be common sense, right? No, see, that's what I'm talking about. But there's no such thing anymore as common sense. No, that's what God. I'm talking about. What I'm talking, what I'm saying, you know, people are just so damn stupid. They're like, oh, now we can just do anything we want. Well, no, no you still no. can't get behind your car when you're fucked up and drive. You, right, you right. can't. You know, it's like, you know, there were some comedians that had different bits about that. I was like, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to get in my car and just be extra cautious and slow? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're going to roll through a sign and run into somebody's house or something. And you're going to be like, whoa, dude, that's insane. But I, I don't know. It's a, cause I remember when they, because Colorado is the first state to make it fully legal. And that was a problem they had in Colorado was, you know, how to tell if somebody was driving impaired. And I thought, well, well, fucking roll down the window and just take a whiff of what comes out. It's not difficult. (laughs) If a cloud bursts forth from the car, they are high. (laughs) It's it's really simple. You don't have to run a test. If if you pull over and they have a bottle of Febreze sitting next to them and they're currently hitting themselves with it, they're high right now. You know, and here in Vegas, it blows my mind how many people are smoking when they're driving. And I can smell it as I'm driving by. And it's like, wow, there are so many cops out on the road here. Mm -hmm. Why would you take that kind of chance? But I think the cops here are more concerned about more heinous shit going on. You got got way bigger things going on in your city than people driving around and smoking a joint. Because, yeah, it's, it's... to be fair, it's kind of like driving drunk. Oh, yeah, yeah. It is. It's people that drive is. drunk are kind of good at it. My dad, when I was a kid, was a way better driver when he was wasted. Way better. It's always between the lines. Never had an issue. When he was when he was sober, always kind of back and forth, jerking his foot up and down on top. My dad is a horrible driver. You put a couple of drinks in him, man, he was paying attention to everything. <laughs> <laughs> And to be fair, for a few years, so was I. I think I'm beyond the statute of limitations on that now. But uh, I, I got out of three DWIs within like a month one time. Oh, wow. How'd it was that. Oh, my God. It was the most bizarre thing I've ever done. Because when I was a drunk way back in my 20s, I was the only person that I drank with that didn't have a DWI. And I got I got pulled over coming home from the bar one day and I was I was fucked up. I mean I was so drunk. I couldn't have touched my ass if somebody, you know, was had help. I was so drunk. <laughs> but when you're drunk in the woods, the only person you're gonna kill is yourself. That's it. You're gonna run into a tree. You're okay when you're driving drunk at three in the morning up there. I got pulled over and I was like, huh, finally, I get to be amongst my friends. <laughs> and uh, so this cop comes up to my car and he goes, You been drinking tonight? And I go, I have. <laughs> so, so I give him my ID, I have my insurance, I'm going to jail. He's looking at my stuff and he gets a call on his radio, throws my stuff back at me and takes off. You're kidding. And I swear to God that happened. <clears throat> and I went, in my head all I thought was, do I stay? I don't know. That happened to me twice. That exact thing happened to me twice. Yeah, it's because you were in a rural area. You I know, was definitely. no, I was crazy. It was absolutely nuts. This guy got a call and he's out of there. And then the third time, I happened to get pulled over by a local cop that I knew. And he goes, Brian, you've been drinking tonight. I said, No, I'm just sick. I'm going home. And he goes, All right, go. But wow. that one wasn't as cool. But the other two were legitimately like <laughs> they got a call on their radio and they like they did. They burst back to my car. They threw my stuff at me and left. I'm like, Oh my god. 
shins. Nothing cool ever happens when you I'm around. Like, right. That's the exactly. One time, the one time I got arrested, it was stupid. It was funny, but it was stupid. And it wasn't even over anything cool. <laughs> but well, uh, yeah. we're going to have to get out of here for the night. But um, I, I want to mention something. One, you know, I bitch about Vegas a lot. I really do. I bitch about the heat. I bitch about the people, the drivers and all that. But I got to say, one of the things I love about living in Las Vegas, or at least at my house, is that I don't have a lawn. You know, when I lived in Florida, I had a huge front and backyard that required mowing every single week because it's so uh, humid there. So, I mean, the grass grows like crazy. And, you know, I hate cutting grass. You should be fucking happy that you don't have that shit. Because you know what? I fucking hate grass. I hate it in every way, shape, and form. Grass is my enemy especially this time of year i am wildly allergic to pollinating corn to the point where people look at me now where i'm coughing and sneezing and it's like freaking out like i have the virus and i'm going to kill everybody in town but then that is accentuated by the fact that i am also horribly allergic to cut grass not regular fucking grass that just grows but when it cuts and that shit's in the air it's all over the fucking place. I wish that I lived where there was desert, where I didn't have to worry about the fucking grass. Be thankful, because I hate that shit. I was doing my yeah. walk today, and I just wanted to burn all the grass down, but I know it wouldn't do it because it's so wet and green and lush. Uh, so I just have to sneeze for the next two and a half months until it snows. So I'm the same grass. way. I'm, I'm exactly the same way about it. cut cut grass. It's it just it's acts. You know, my allergies act up and all that. But see, here's the thing. A lot of people, and like in my neighborhood, a lot of people have lawns. They've they've laid down sod, you know, and so they're cutting their grass all the time. And so I'm smelling that. And and the the ironic thing about this is that I love the smell of cut grass, but it just, oh my God, it screws me up. Yeah, generally I do too, until August or September. That's when it hits me, when the fucking corn starts to pollinate. I hate it. I want to, I might go step out my back door right now and. Go take a dump on my lawn because I hate the grass that much. (laughs) All right, man. Let's get out of here for the day. All right. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) Take it easy. 